0: Welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, joined again in the studio by Mike Volby. Hello. And Skowalls. What's up? Uh, we have a lot of reviews and a ton of news. We haven't done news in so long on the show that we've been gathering it up for quite a while. So we have a lot to get to. Let's jump into the reviews first. Volby, what do you have for sure. us? Uh,
1: both movies, uh, both are movies, uh, uh, and both movies are i guess halloween themed oh. so the first one's a kid's movie okay i saw hotel transylvania
0: 2 now did you see the prior before this? no okay so i
1: went in seeing this with no idea what it was about okay i just knew it was animated okay no concept of the first
0: one but it's not a pixar movie i don't think it's a dreamworks movie but i'm not entirely sure yeah, i don't on know, that know one. which i don't know what studio it. actually makes it
1: very quickly you can understand what the first movie was about. Mm -hmm. Like, within the first five minutes of this movie, you're pretty much like, oh, okay. So the first movie must have been about a vampire and her whole family trying to accept the fact that she has fallen in love with a human. Mm -hmm. And now they've gotten married, and now the story continues on. Okay, So this movie is uh, Dracula and his friends try to bring out the monster in his half-human, half-vampire grandson in order to keep Mavis, who's the the daughter from leaving the hotel. So that's the premise is that bring out the monster. Yeah. She's now had a baby. They don't know the baby's born. They don't know whether it's going to be a vampire or human, because I guess it takes a few years before the fangs would pop through. And that, so the whole idea of the movie as we're going through is that you've got a group that's saying it needs to be a vampire. You have a group saying It needs to be a human. Okay. Or, she is accepting of no matter what the child is. Uh-huh. If it's a vampire like her, or if it's human like her husband, her husband doesn't seem to care as well. They're just happy that they have a baby and that it's healthy, right? But it's Dracula and his whole group. So, and it's voiced by a lot of you know the the Adam Sandler crew. So you got Adam Sandler, actually Selena Gomez, Mel Brooks, Kevin James, Steve Buscemi, Ad, uh, Andy Sandberg. Mm-hmm. and
0: David Spade are the major voices. Fran Drescher, Molly Shannon, Megan Mullally, yep. Nick Offerman, Dana Carvey, Rob yep. Riggle. It's a, quite a stellar St- cast. It's,
1: yeah, the, the voices are fantastic. It's animated very well. There's a lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. As far as a kid's movie goes, it was good. Mm-hmm. I felt like the message in it is is about acceptance mm-hmm. and being able to accept somebody for who they are and okay. not want to change them. Okay. And I feel as though they dropped a ball on that message okay. big time in the movie. And when it was over, I I enjoyed the movie for what it was. But I felt like they sent the wrong message in the movie. Okay. But overall, it's a fun cartoon movie. The, the voices are there. The characters are there. There's a lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth watching with your kids or even alone if you've seen the other ones. Yeah.
0: Or the other one. I know some people who love this franchise. And even from seeing trailers from the first one... I was mm-hmm. like I don't get the appeal of this at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I my favorite character in it is Steve Buscemi's character who, who is he does the the wolf. Oh, okay. it's just I mean just the the look on its face. It's just a lot of great moments of just like screw life. Like it's just got that <laughs> look and like I can't deal with this crap. sure, sure. It there's a, it, it's a good movie. I yeah. mean, overall I, you know, it's rated what? Well, most people are giving it 7 out of 10. I'd say it's about that. Yeah. It's not a home run. It's no toy story, <laughs> yeah, but it serves its purpose, and sure. it's a fun movie with horror
0: movie characters the um the thing that I'm liking about it from what I see, like one of the writers is Robert Smigel, mm-hmm. who's very, oh, very yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, and the director is Gendy Tartovsky, which, if you are not familiar, is the person who created the like animation style and uh was responsible for shows like Dexter's Laboratory. The Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack, mm. and I love all three of those shows. So well, the animation was fantastic. Yeah, and now that you say that, I can
1: see where it was okay. pulled from. Yeah, there's definitely some crossover animation or or motions and
0: stuff. The team involved in this makes me feel like I should love it. Though maybe it was just the fact that I saw Adam Sandler doing like a weird Dracula voice that I was like, this feels <laughs> odd.
1: That is the only character that. Feels out of place voice wise mm-hmm. because it is it's Adam Sandler trying to create a Dracula voice like I'm like it, blah blah yeah <laughs> it, it, it's a, you did a better job than him <laughs> it, yeah he kind of takes you out of it I'm, my whole appeal with Adam Sandler is quickly just year by year yeah. diminishing and I'm just not enjoying anything he does anymore yeah and even hearing his voice I was like oh.
2: Just just, just just wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> just, wrap it up. Just wrap <laughs> it up, the, Adam. Yeah, either do Happy Gilmore
1: too and make it good, or don't do
0: anything. Anymore. Yeah, we'll have to Joe dirt too. I don't know if I want a oh sequel. God, to uh, I don't know unnecessary <laughs> movies anymore.
1: But I I would recommend the movie. It's worth seeing. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, Sam, do you want to hop into your review?
2: Uh, yeah, mine is actually for a game that just wrapped up. A little game called Life is Strange.
0: Yes, dude.
2: It it messed me up Yeah Um, So it came out early this year Early 2015 And they released it episodically Mm -hmm. Five Um, episodes? Five episodes Yeah, that seems to be the Um, standard So, you know, January to October Mm -hmm. I demoed it It was on my radar And I demoed it when we went to PAX East Oh, okay And and I was like, yep, okay This is... I will be getting this when I get home And um, two episodes were out At the time when I downloaded it And it's just... So it's a choice-based game and um you know your choices affect the outcome and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, easy easy learning curve to pick it up for sure. It's just kind of point and click mm-hmm. and walk around. But the big mechanic that sort of set this apart was the ability to time travel. That's um, awesome. So your your main character, she's 18 year old girl and uh just sort of happens upon this power of of time travel and events sort of unfold so The whole appeal of it is, so you'll come to like these sort of big crossroad Mm -hmm. decisions, and you know you can think on it or just or just click it and then Mm -hmm. see what happens and rewind and then pick the other one. Okay. So it's it's constantly um constantly making you rethink your choices. (laughs) Like it's a very sort of existential crisis inducing game. Okay. Um, the way I personally played it was I didn't rewind any of the major choices. Okay. Because you have the sort of Smaller choices in the game, like talking to people, but then each episode sort of has these big crossroad Mm -hmm. choices, which were, I think, I think really well done. I enjoyed it. I heard there was a lot of criticism, at least for the first two episodes, maybe three even, um, about some of the dialogue. It sounded like it was older men writing a teenage character like using like lingo that they don't really use yeah yeah. hello kids this is like um (laughs) but i think they sort of got over that hurdle uh towards the end but yeah it was just like a, a game has not hit me emotionally on that level in such like in such a long time wow they just really really did it well so yeah the time travel mechanic was great the voice acting was great i know um Ashley Birch yes who, who voiced one of the main characters she just won you know the golden joystick award sure, or whatever sure. for her voice acting so the level of quality and like world building in this was it was better than like a lot of stuff I've seen okay and recently yeah the world was just completely completely realized in terms of so setting essentially is she's off at this private school for her last year of high school mm-hmm. and you know, just like the dorm rooms and the campus and hallways, like all the details
0: fully realized were just
2: there. And, like, you know, your friend, your best friend's bedroom, it, it felt so nostalgic, even though, hmm. like, that wasn't my experience necessarily. Sure, but, like, sure. you walk, and it's like, you know, all the posters on the wall and, like, just shit all over the floor. Felt And, right. and like, you know, boom, bop, like, everything just, it, you were in this place. Yeah. So I would, I would highly recommend it. People were sort of, 50 50 split on the last episode like how everything wrapped up okay i felt it was great i felt it it felt satisfying to me Mm -hmm. um i would say if you can i want to say like everyone should play it everyone should play it but like you have to set aside some sort of like cynicism or like sort of suspend your disbelief yeah, for a little yeah. bit to get over the humps of like well, I mean, some there of the awkward time dialogue time travel
0: too and <laughs> yeah yeah
2: like get over some of the awkward dialogue yeah. humps and like it, it takes a lot of patience to play mm-hmm. because you could you could breeze through an episode in an hour and a half or it could take you anywhere from 3 to 4 hours okay. to do it so there's a lot of interesting like a lot to explore but yeah it definitely hit me harder than any game
0: now the recently. the time travel mechanic could you say, like, you, you have a choice coming up, you choose one path, you go down that way, you decide you don't like the way it's going, you time travel back, you choose the other path, you find out that that's even less desirable, can you then time travel back and take the original?
2: Yep, you can do that. And so th- one of the other cool mechanics of the time travel was that your your physical being, like where you are standing or mm-hmm. anything in your inventory, isn't affected by
0: oh time travel so you kind of sometimes have to take exactly both paths. exactly so like
2: so for example like you have to go get some evidence from someone's dorm room mm-hmm. you have to break the door handle off because you don't have a key or whatever okay. you go in you get the stuff you come back out i failed to rewind time at that point mm-hmm. so essentially i left the door broken
0: oh making it clear.
2: That I had been in there. So if you had gotten the stuff come out, okay. rewound time, you could be standing outside with the stuff with the door never having been broken. That's crazy. So stuff like that can like sort of add up. Like, like you can really cover your tracks okay. with the time travel or really not.
0: How so far if- back can you go? Can you go just to the um, most recent decision or? I
2: think it's. It depends. It sort of depends on the scene length, but mm-hmm. you usually get one to two okay. uh, decisions, and it's really funny because like the decisions range. I, I really don't want to spoil anything. Some really heavy shit. Yeah. Like, I think you'd have to be like 15 or 16 to play this game. Okay. Seriously, like some of the decisions. Heavy are, stuff. There's a lot of content in it that's just really heavy. I like that. Um, so decisions like that, like you know, dealing with like drugs and suicide and pr- like all this crazy wow. shit. Down to, like, picking, like, eggs or pancakes at breakfast. (laughs) It's like... It's crazy, like the emotional. One range of them of the gives game. you the
0: shits, and the other doesn't. Yeah, right.
2: It. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get sick, or you don't get sick. But it's like some of the decisions, like, don't matter, like, based on mm. you know, it's just a different sort of dialogue outcome, like, yeah. pancakes or like eggs or See, whatever. See, my
0: fear with this kind of a game, like you said, it can take anywhere from an hour and a half mm-hmm. to like three to four hours. Yeah. I'm gonna be a three to four hour player, yeah, because I I have kind of a completionist mentality, not necessarily with like getting every task done. But in games like this, I like to see every possibility. I like sure. to see every storyline. Like, the, I like the the story entirety. So I'd want to see like which way this path goes and which way this path goes. And I'd constantly yeah. replay stuff. I know I would.
2: Yeah, I would totally replay it for. So so that was my thing. First playthrough, it was it was gut reaction. Right. Like I will I will take this. I will not look back. Yeah. And then I would I would go back in because your character she's a photographer. Mm. And so there's all these photos you can take. And so Wait. A so journal. the main
0: character is a teenage girl photographer. Yeah. Is this game about me? Like- I know, right? It's like everyone has
2: everyone has this like angsty like emo teen inside I them. I totally and This do, game yeah. just totally like taps. And in mine is
0: a teenage girl. We yeah. established this for real. So so
2: there's all you know collectible photos and stuff to go in. Yeah. So you really want to like explore the world and get all these cool shots and stuff. But um. But it has replay value in that way. Yeah. yeah. And also if you want to play every decision out in every single okay. way. Okay. It's, it's fun to do that, but that's just not personally how I played. Right, right. And the cool thing, at the end of each episode, mm-hmm. it has stats. Okay. Across, oh, across other people's steep, decisions. At, so it has percentages yeah. of how many people picked this. That's a cool thing, this, yeah. How many people picked this. There are some decisions, where, some decisions where I'm like, can you find these people and keep an eye on them?
0: Because they're messed because up. Because yeah. that is
2: messed up that they did this. It's like 4% or something. I'm like, find them. right. Well, I mean I'm some worried. people play these games
0: as like a release, so they're gonna For take sure. the most sadistic For path sure. possible. Yeah,
2: definitely. Or they so. just
0: wanna see how it plays out that way. Yeah.
2: And it was really weird. It made me reflect a lot on how I interact with people. Mm-hmm. Cause like some of some of the decisions you have to make are based on how well you listen to someone. Wow. And if you didn't listen, you you say the wrong thing and it affects the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. Like
0: I gotta, That's pay, attention. Awesome. I gotta yeah. pay attention.
2: This is crazy. So, yeah, it, it's. <laughs>
0: I don't have a time travel mechanic in real uh, life. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh
2: man, I fucked up. But, yeah. but, um, yeah, really, really heavy, heavy stuff, but just really well made and really fully realized world. And, uh, yeah, if you can, if you can get over the hump of some awkward dialogue mm-hmm. and a couple of things, but it, I highly recommend it. Sounds loved, fun loved as hell it. to me. Loved it. Yeah.
0: That sounds awesome. Cool. Uh, my first review item is also a movie. I recently saw Steve Jobs, which mm-hmm. is an Aaron Sorkin movie, which obviously is going to pull me in right away. I love Aaron Sorkin stuff. I admittedly have not seen West Wing. I know that's probably one of his biggest things, but I, I have a problem getting into political stuff too deeply. It just doesn't seem to grab me yeah. the way that other things do. But I do love a lot of Sorkin's work. I love the walk and talk dialogue that he does all the time, and this movie has plenty of it. Uh, this movie is not necessarily what I expected it to be, but that doesn't mean it was... Worse than I Mm. expected it to be. The movie is essentially three scenes. Only three scenes. Hmm. Which is crazy. It's uh, the the pre-launch of three different times in Steve Jobs' life. So, right before he launches the Mac, Mm -hmm. it's kind of what's happening leading up to that. It's the black box, which people don't even think about. Like, I wasn't familiar with the black box. With the time that he was let go from Apple, he started this whole other company called Next. And they developed a black box to be a competitor in the education space to compete with Apple. But his play was basically to create something that was unaffordable to education, even though it was targeted towards education. He was looking to basically get hired back by Apple. This was a whole like power move to, to make Mm. them, to show them how much they actually needed him. So Mm. it's the, it's that. And then it's the, uh, pre-launch of the iMac, which was a game changer mm. for Macintosh and for Apple. So it's it's the trade shows literally like the day of or the night before leading up to the launch of these products and him having just conversations backstage with all the people in his life. And like a regular Sorkin thing, very character heavy, very dialogue heavy, a lot of walk and talk, some select flashback. Not a lot, though, like and kind of interspersed, like they'll flashback to a scene but they'll never show the entirety of the scene. Like they'll chop it up into like a conversation he's having with somebody else and they'll just keep going back and forth. So it's, it, it was set up very strangely. I can see how some people would be kind of bored by the presentation of it because mm. it feels a little bit like a play okay. more than a movie because of the limited scenes and everything right. like the limited scenario locations and everything like you could definitely do this on a stage. It feels like yeah, like they would drop a curtain in between these three oh, right, scenes, right, right. just set up a new place, and you could redo each of these scenes. But very well done for what they did there. Fastbender's amazing, playing Steve Jobs. He's awesome. Uh, We see a very different side of Steve Jobs than the public image we've seen because this is based off the book that his daughter wrote about him. So oh, it's not oh, wow. really like a, an autobiography. So it's kind of from her perspective, even though the movie is still... From Steve Jobs' perspective, mm-hmm. you can see how it, the view or the the perception of him has shifted from her kind of perceptions of him, yeah, because he was not the best father. He was sure. one of those kind of genius types that was so focused on what he was doing and mm-hmm. what he was creating that he didn't leave enough space in his life to be the best right. parent, right? But there's there's some redemption in there, and there's there there his character does have a nice growth arc throughout the movie but at the end of it i still came out being like steve jobs is kind of a nutcase yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well i think to some degree you have to be to look, do what he did yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he went that kind of innovation mm-hmm. and becoming that kind of an icon right. does require sacrifice and uh that that time sacrifice is often the family because that's one of the other biggest time sinks when you're like at that stage yeah. in your life but very interesting movie overall. Uh, I do recommend people see it. Not for everybody, for sure, just because, like I said, the delivery is not your standard movie right, fair. Sure. But if, if you're someone who can watch like a documentary and enjoy yeah. that, you'd totally oh, okay. like this I'd movie. Like yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, no, yep. it, look, it looked great. Yeah, it was fun. This is, what, the second or third movie
1: about him that's come out? There I was think, a, another yeah. one in the yeah. major.
2: Did we just kind of forget about the one with Ashton Kutcher? That like, was just like, called that Jobs. One, that one yeah. like just didn't happen. I, I like, think we
1: have to forget about that. One. Yeah. <laughs> there and was then a, I
0: think there was an actual documentary. And there was a B yeah.
1: movie that was done, too. Yeah, I like think a, there was. A, you know.
0: a little, uh, like, maybe a year or so mm-hmm. ago or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now there's this one. Yep.
1: A lot of movies about this guy.
0: Yeah, right? You have another movie. I
1: did. Uh. So, for Halloween, my sister and I... Had no plans, so we made plans to mm-hmm. go see um a movie, and we saw uh, *Crimson Peak*. Yes, oh. Which – Guillermo I, del Toro. Yeah, I want to hear about this. Uh, which <laughs> I saw the trailer, and the trailer really doesn't do the movie any justice. Mm-hmm. Um, because watching the movie, the trailer, I'm like, okay, we're going in. This is a haunted house thing. This is But sure. well, del Toro is a visual really artist, right? Yeah. It's gonna be you know ghosted and creepy stuff, and um so I, I went in thinking one thing, and the movie turned out to be something very different. Mm-hmm. The ghosts are very minor in the movie. Very, very little to do with them. Um, it's essentially, well, so the premise is, in the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Mm-hmm. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. So it starts off, it's set and, you know, they don't even give. It's a period piece. It's a period piece. Yeah. Um, It's set in New York and then ultimately moves over to England. But it's good. It's essentially a love story. Mm -hmm. And the ghosts just play. She can see ghosts. And there's very few of them in the movie, but they do help drive the main story. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not just there. They're actually, each time you see one, there's a purpose to move the story forward. Okay. Which is nice, because they weren't just cheap thrills. And there's none of that. Nothing's popping out at you. Nothing's making you scream. It mm-hmm. really isn't a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's psychological like a, thriller. It is. It's yeah. a, I would I would guess you could call it, it's a psychological love thriller. Okay. Because there's, it, the whole thing is very much just a love story. Sure. Like, it really was out of. Out of the blue That that's what this was about Mm -hmm. It's a good movie Like visually It's stunning Like he They nailed this thing With the costumes With the acting With the lighting With whatever special effects Were done Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They nailed it The only special effects That weren't Perfect Were actually The ghosts They actually Didn't look Like when you get Close to them They didn't They didn't feel like They should have been there Like they Could have put more time Into them But everything else Just looked amazing Hmm. The acting was top notch. Of course, Loki's in it. Yeah. So Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, right. It's Loki. (laughs) He'll always be Loki. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. It's I forgot. I don't know. I didn't enjoy the last few movies he came out with, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna give this one a try, and it's worth seeing. It was it was well done. I'd give it three out of five stars. Okay. You know, I I think it was quite good.
0: I haven't seen a ton of good reviews about it. A lot of people commenting that it was kind of flat. And it, that the romance moving. doesn't deliver the way it should. Like, I guess there's a conceit about two of the main characters, Hiddleston mm-hmm. and someone else, another yeah. female, like in his family or something. Yes. That they reveal somewhere early on or that just never seems to like be that important. Like it's supposed to be like I don't want to say I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh but it, I guess it would be a spoiler. But it just doesn't seem like it's all that important to the movie, even though it should have been.
1: Yeah, it's it's a major point that they just kinda like I think I know what you're talking about. They're just kind of like, hey, by the way, this. And you're just like, oh. And then they just move past it. Right. And right, you're like, right. But that's really fucked up. And they're just like, no, it's not. We're going to keep going. Right. Okay. That's what I've
0: seen a lot of reviews. And they've done kind of the same yeah. thing without spoiling anything. Just right. being like, there's this kind of major thing right. that they just bypass. And it could be like what the whole movie is about.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it, it was good. Um, it is very slow moving. It's a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was a two-hour movie, yeah. But okay. it builds and it ultimately pays off in the end. You know, yeah. it was one of those where the last fifteen minutes it builds and builds. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it, it was well done. It was good. Yeah, definitely worth seeing. Are so, you a big fan of his stuff?
2: Yeah, no, that dude is insane visually. <laughs> yeah, like, he is. Uh, like totally amazing. I was just wondering, is it, like as a horror movie, it sounds like it was. Sort of not a, it's hor- not, it's a not horror. It's not a horror. Movie. So it's not like gory or. No. Oh, is that there's a little a few, grossy? There's a few not, like...
1: moments where I even. I like, I pushed back in the chair and I was like, oh, like you didn't want to look, but you couldn't stop. Oh, because... wow. so is
2: it like.
0: And you have a big tolerance yeah, for that.
1: Yeah. So I think there's maybe three moments in the entire movie where he actually utilizes like blood. Okay. And it's. Well, like, it's well done. Like, yeah. it wasn't just gore fest. It was like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it right, and you're going to scream and move so in your like chair. So not, like, cheap and, thrill Oh, no. Gore? No, it's like, like oh, jeez. That was brutal. Like, deeply mm. disturbing yes. Oh, <laughs>
2: yes. no, hell no, no. No, not <laughs> deeply disturbing,
1: but, you know. uh
2: Is it, like, is it saw-like gore, or is it things like... Like Quentin Tarantino, like getting your Achilles tendon, like exactly, more like, like more that. ten, like tension, kind more, of more,
0: more tension. Okay,
2: yeah. than just like, bleh. right? <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: Both oh. of those scenarios are out yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like, there's some, like there's
2: like guts and all this yeah, other yeah. shit. Like that's just gross. Well, Tarantino but, like, goes
0: overboard so much that yeah,
2: it's like the cartoony. It's like the, yeah. yeah. like the buildup and then like yeah. your Achilles tendon is like, oh, like, like I said, a of lot thing. of
1: this movie is is very much dialogue based. There's not a lot of action, but when there is. It does center around some blood like somebody okay. being cut or something, and it's it's right. done very well mm-hmm. okay. like very real and very like
0: oh like you you really want to look away from the screen, sure, gotcha, sure.
2: okay good to know Mm -hmm. uh
0: my last review i know sam you can chime in a little bit on this one uh extreme exorcism yeah yeah this is a game that we played originally at pax east uh we're very excited about even more so when we found out what the mechanic was because on first playthrough we had no idea no idea no idea we started playing through this game where um it's if you've ever played like there's a i don't know if it's the same developer but there's a game called Super Crate Box on like iOS, and it has like almost the same kind of art style. But Everything takes place in one room. I mean, there's different rooms throughout the game, but each level is essentially one room. You don't really scroll up or down or left or right through this level. It's one room, and it's platformy, different configurations for each room as you're playing through. And you are one of many characters where—and it doesn't seem like there's any difference aside from the visual no. for the character. Uh, you collect weapons throughout it, and— at first you start off, you have a series of rounds throughout each level. You start off by fighting one ghost then you fight two, then you fight three, and it just progresses until you ultimately can't survive anymore. Wow. And I think you get three lives per yeah, room I think it's three. Yep. Uh, and you're basically trying to get a high score, see how long you can get through yeah. without losing all your lives. And then you just progress cool. to the next room, unlock more weapons, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the mechanic of the game that we were informed about afterwards, which I definitely started to think about now oh, as I yeah. was playing. Oh, yeah. Is that when you move through, uh, let's say you're starting off with you versus the one ghost in round one. Whatever you do in round one, the next ghost that gets added copies your movements from the previous round. Oh. So then as you play round two and you're fighting two ghosts, the third ghost that gets added in copies your moves from round two and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which is insane.
2: So the harder you go, the harder harder you go. The ghosts go right. So there's like
0: there's a a cautiousness to the way you play. Yeah. Because if you come out trigger happy, just trying to blast everything, well, guess what? The next ghost is going to be trigger happy and like covering the screen with bullets. Yeah. And you're going to have a really hard time avoiding Mm -hmm. it. So you Mm -hmm. have to be very precise about your when you choose to fire your weapons and when you choose to move and everything. And that's great. And I, uh, it didn't take me long to start using the game against itself in that way. Yeah, yeah. Because I would as much as possible kind of stay situated in like one corner of the screen and fire all my weapons into that corner. Yeah. And then like after I've already gotten three ghosts, I would stand on the opposite side of the room and fire into that same corner knowing that everyone's going to be over there. And then when it gets too crowded, you just move up to another quadrant of the screen. And I just kind of kept playing like that and there are ways to counteract all that because it could become crowded with tons of ghosts but they do have the one weapon called the exorcism uh where you get these like angel wings and you fly around and you create this kind of aura around a vortex, you yeah. a vortex and it sucks ghosts in kind of erasing them from the memory in a way so those paths that you've done previously are gone from future ones and those ghosts yeah. are gone from future rounds so you can kind of progress through and the the ghosts can't copy the exorcism weapon it's the only weapon they can't copy mm-hmm. so you'll have this next ghost come in that just kind of hovers in the air defenseless yeah and you can just blast yeah. them <laughs> yeah yeah
2: no. i use that i use that technique a little bit early on i'm like i'm just gonna go stand in this corner yeah yeah for like 10 seconds and then kill them yeah. so the next one comes down but then i just like lose patience yeah and i'm like all right I'm just, I'm just gonna blast him. i'm gonna blast them yep. and then i'm like setting myself up for failure but i I had a lot of fun it's a
0: fun game it doesn't have a lot of depth i kind of wish that you had the option of playing like that normal style or there was like another mode where they just had their own ai so you could just kind of go in trigger happy yeah and just kind of play it through that way and be like okay let's do survival and the ghosts had their own ai because i kind of got i don't i don't think it's maybe tired i i got i got bored thinking about it constantly like i wanted to play a little more mindlessly yeah because there's a lot of fun weapons in the game and i wanted to experiment and play around with them but i felt so cautious and so precise about my moves and i overthought things so much i was like this is exhausting
2: yeah yeah that and then i would just go and trigger yeah but the thing i do like is that what do you carry two weapons Mm -hmm. at the same time and they both just fire there's no switching weapons right like they both just fire which is great because you can have like a harpoon that goes Mm -hmm. like all the way across the room yep and then, like, a shotgun. Yeah. So you can just have a lot or of like fun with Or, like, an uppercut. Yeah, like an uppercut <laughs> or something. Yeah. There's it's a lot really of fun.
0: parody weapons, too. Like, the uppercut's definitely, like, a shuriken yeah. parody and cool. yeah, stuff like that. So yeah. I, it's fun, but I, I got kind of bored with it fairly quickly.
2: Yeah, no, I understand. What's the um? Do you have the price point on it? I
0: don't know.
2: I'd say if it's, like, five or ten bucks, like...
0: That's fine, like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that I'm makes sure. sense.
2: Yeah, because it's just, you know, an arcade yeah like fighter type game too.
0: i mean it's a, it's a fun like i have time to kill drop into this game play a little bit yeah and then i'll be gone it'll for... be months before i yeah be yeah like, oh i shouldn't yeah and the story is almost non-existent true so yeah. it's it's pure gameplay it's really pure gameplay. yeah
2: but it's fun gameplay yeah so. it is fun i enjoyed it
0: so if it's five or ten dollars recommend yeah uh if it's higher than that Wait. wait for a sale wait, yeah. <laughs> or a <laughs> which, humble bundle um,
2: it might be on sale i think it's on sale now the giant steam uh, oh because sale, of the halloween tomorrow thing. everything's yeah. like so if you're listening to this cheap. on
0: monday right now <laughs> yeah, immediately yeah yeah that's pretty much it though
1: yeah. cool
0: those are our reviews mm-hmm. uh we have one more thing to review though Oh my god! <laughs> Got god. <more> food? <laughs> two weeks in a row two weeks in a row oh, okay god. so uh I, i'll tell you so we have more Oreos. No peeking. <laughs> we have more Oreos to taste test. Uh, here's my problem though. Now we had the pumpkin spice ones last week. Mm. Uh, when I picked up these new limited edition Oreos in the store, they had these next to the pumpkin spice, next to the brownie batter. And I'm like, Limited edition needs to be spaced out a little more,
2: right? And limited, <laughs> yeah. And
0: they're going a little overkill now. Mm. Like you should not have three limited edition out in the store at the same time. Yeah, I'm still buying one pack of each every time. Well, the but brownie I'm were
1: fucking terrible. They weren't
0: they great. They redeemed themselves with the pumpkin. <laughs> they yeah, weren't pumpkin, great, pumpkin but was uh, good. but at no point should they like go overkill like this. They're starting to wear thin on their all these new flavors and everything. There needs to be some limit. But, um, oh, and these also do not have, like, the pumpkin spice. Are they getting rid of the tab? I don't know. Opening? Maybe they're,
1: they're cutting costs.
0: Maybe. They're being cheap about it. I really liked that tab. It mm-hmm. was so much easier.
2: Which is a problem because then all you have to do is open the tab and eat like twenty yeah. without realizing now it. We <laughs> open it.
0: there's no way to reseal it. Mm-hmm. Right. True, I feel like it's working against them now, but Damn these the... are. I drank my water way too quick. I know. Huh? I have once One, <laughs> s- have one that's, sip that's left. That's what I've got. Oh nope, I'm out. <laughs> these are toasted coconut.
2: Ooh. I'm. Oh, I'm like. So that. we're seeing is like a coconut
0: think? cake kind of on the outside. I love coconut cake. So um.
2: I'm gonna. Pr- I'm gonna preface this by saying. Coconut can go one of two ways. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Or sunscreen, <laughs> and that's it. There's no like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That a is
0: point it's there. Like, very it's true. It's like
2: sunscreen or it's amazing. It tastes
0: <laughs> like sunscreen. Smells
2: exactly. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm holding out hope because I do like coconut a lot.
0: I enjoy and I can smell it already, and it smells pretty good. Oh, it does. All right, yeah. So
2: I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna take this off and eat uh-huh. the coconut filling because that's where the difference is.
1: Mm. So, another just basic white cookie. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to say it's good.
0: Oh, I enjoy these. Strong enough to make the coconut noticeable, mm-hmm. but subtle enough to not be overpowering.
2: To not be sunscreen.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not as artificial really, a coconut as I expected. Really yes. subtle. Hmm. Now, I imagine this is not true, but if I open it up, will I see actual coconut in the cream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally- oh my God, I do. Mm-hmm. You can see like the speckled... Yeah. Coconut in there,
2: toasted coconut.
0: Damn, I kind of like. this. Mmm, I enjoy these. They're good. They're good.
2: I like them better than pumpkin spice. Agreed. But I like that there's no allergen warning for coconut. Maybe it's <laughs> so. Maybe it's not even coconut.
1: Maybe it's not. It it's fun. a limited. I don't know. Limited edition flavor, but is this the time of year for coconut? Mmm. Hmm. Like I, they is seem there to a time always, of year for coconut. Well.
2: I feel like it's a summer thing. S-
1: spring, summer? hmm Pina
2: because coladas. Co- yeah, and- there you go.
1: Yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I don't know if it's like... Or if it's toasted coconut, I would think Christmas for some reason. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that could play into being more appropriate for now. Even the brownie batter was more like maybe Valentine's Day or something.
0: Right. Well, I mean, brownie batter, I don't think, really has a seasonal component. Yeah. It's just straight up here, browning in your cookie, <laughs> even though it's, it tastes like burnt hot chocolate.
1: Like they released uh, key lime pie.
0: That was what summer. Mm-hmm. Cotton candy, summer. Limeade, summer. Yeah, the lighter flavors come out in the summer, I think. Which coconut I would put in the lighter flavor category? It's not too heavy.
2: That's good. I like it.
0: I enjoy. Good. Definitely one of the better ones we've had from them in, in a while. <laughs> Are you looking at nutrition facts or ingredients?
1: Well, you know what's funny? The nutrition facts are the same on every bag, no matter what's in it.
0: (laughs) That's true. Different ingredients, same exact nutrition. Um, While you guys are finishing up and doing your examining, I'd like to remind the listeners that they can support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. That will take you to our Patreon page, where you can sign up to become a patron of the Geek Generation. Just sign up, choose your contribution amount, and it will be donated automatically each month. You can cancel that donation at any time. We've added a benefit to being a contributor. For those who donate $1 or more, you'll now get early access to the show. So as soon as I'm done editing it, it goes up on the Patreon first. Sometimes that's the night before, uh, especially when we record on Sunday and it goes up on Monday. Other times, though, I've had it up by like Wednesday or Thursday, uh, three or four days earlier than it would normally go up. So thegeekgeneration.com slash support. We appreciate everything you can do over there.
2: Hey Amazon users! If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com/slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon.
1: Hi, this is Carrie Byron from the Mythbusters, and you're listening to The Geek Generation, my favorite podcast.
0: We have a ton of news to get through, so let's get started right away. Marvel Studios has announced a shift in their plans for Phase 3 with the announcement of a new movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, featuring right. the return of Paul Rudd alongside Evangeline Lilly. The movie will debut on July 6, 2018. The original release date for Marvel's Black Panther, now set to open earlier on February 16, 2018. The long-awaited Captain Marvel movie will now arrive later, shifting its release date from November 2nd, 2018 to March 8th, 2019. Finally, Marvel has set release dates for three. Are you still eating Oreos? It was broken. I couldn't leave it oh broken my in the box.
2: No fallen soldiers. Get the release soon.
0: <laughs> Finally, Marvel has set release dates for three more mystery films, which will premiere on May 1st, 2020, July 10th, 2020, and November 6th, 2020. That's three Marvel movies in one year. The now updated Phase 3 also includes Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, an untitled Spider-Man solo film, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2, and Inhumans. Dang a lot of stuff
2: i'm so not caught up on any marvel <laughs> or superhero anything no um, how many spider-man series are there now like movie franchises is it like three this will two? be
0: the launch of the third we had spider-man one two and three Which in the sam up. raimi toby yep. Maguire. yeah we had one and two in the amazing spider-man series that so Garfield. bad they were
1: like screw it we're canceling they it. were
0: terrible and oh. then we have the new spider-man with tom holland who's like 16 or 17 years old
2: i'm running out of caring
0: <laughs> yeah i'm running out of right. caring
2: about spider-man
0: the only reason i'm caring about spider-man is because now it's back in marvel's hands as sure. far as creative direction goes sure. and it's now part of the mcu which i do care about okay that makes sense i'm yeah. running out of caring for all of them like i, I, I want to I, see I, the yeah. avengers
1: wrap up and let's move on i'm, I'm still, still spider-man like i want i want i'm how... done right i would like to see some carnage Just give me what what I want.
2: I don't know how many Iron Mans there are. Three. Which ones he appears in, in terms of Avengers and other stuff. I don't know how many Hulks there are. I don't know. I'm like so far behind, and I don't know where to catch up. Okay.
0: Uh, There's one Hulk in the MCU. Okay. Because it's the one with, well, there's one standalone Hulk in the MCU. He appears in multiple movies. There's two Avengers movies right now. Uh, Iron Man has three standalone movies, but also appears in both Avengers movies and will appear as Iron Man in Captain America Civil War, as will a lot of the other characters. Captain America Civil War is going to be like an Avengers movie. There's so many people in it.
1: It's their answer to Batman
0: versus Superman. Yeah. And
2: there's two Captain Americas, the first one, and then Winter Soldier. And then Winter Soldier, and then
0: Civil War will be the third. Okay. There are two Thors, uh, Ragnarok will be the third. And I think they're doing like trilogies, like there's, There's probably Captain America is probably going to stop solo movies for a while. Sure. If not altogether after the third. Same with Iron Man. Same with And isn't Hulk supposed to be in the next Thor? It's like a buddy thing I read. That is the next thing. Ah. Uh, Various outlets are reporting that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk will appear in Thor Ragnarok. The story will reportedly center on a distant planet that is not Asgard nor Earth. It's unclear what the planet might be, but the addition of Hulk to the story is already starting to fuel speculation of taking inspiration from the popular Planet Hulk storyline.
1: I was going to say, drop his ass on a planet.
0: Thor's going to be like,
1: I can't deal with you.
0: Stay. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if they're going to do something like Outer Space Hulk, Thor is the guy to kind of pair him with because he moves so seamlessly between different worlds. Mm. So this does make sense to do. And Thor and Hulk have had a fun dynamic so far, Yeah. although it's still probably the weirdest pairing. Of them, like, I can see him hanging out with Iron Man because of their scientific attachment, like, as Banner. But brute
1: strength, now you've got two powerhouses just going
0: in and... Right, as as far as, like, two people going head-to-head, Thor and Hulk make the most Mm -hmm. sense, as far as, like, a fight between the two, which will undoubtedly happen in Ragnarok, because, unfortunately, with Hulk's character as cool as he is, they love to make him mind-controlled or because he's such a force to be reckoned with they love to have him in like a temporary villain stance all the time moving on abraham lincoln vampire hunter author seth graham smith has been tapped to write and direct the flash movie for warner brothers the lego movie directors phil lord and christopher miller have written a treatment for the film which they were considering to direct but have since gone to work on the upcoming han solo movie graham smith has previously written the screenplays for dark shadows beetlejuice 2 and the upcoming the lego batman movie having only directed two episodes of television the flash movie will mark his feature directorial debut
2: unrelated how was abraham lincoln vampire hunter because i I have not thought about that movie right i did not see it
0: i enjoyed it yeah it's nothing deep or crazy it's just plain fun And that is kind of what I want in a Flash movie. Cool. So I'm kind of on board for Mm -hmm. this decision. Nice. And uh, Marvel has had a lot of success with kind of independent or lesser known directors picking up big movies, so why not have DC do the same thing? Mm. Sure. Makes sense to me. BBC Three has announced that they have been developing a new Doctor Who spinoff series titled Class. The series will be set in contemporary London and hails from young adult author Patrick Ness. Set at the Cole Hill School, the fictional educational facility where Doctor Who began all the way back in 1963's An Unearthly Child, class is officially described as follows. Incredible dangers are breaking through the walls of time and space, and with darkness coming, London is unprotected. With all the action, heart, and adrenaline of the best young adult fiction, this is Cole Hill School and Doctor Who like you've never seen them before. In addition to its ties to Doctor Who's origins, the Cole Hill School has been visited throughout the series' 50-plus year run. Jenna Coleman's Clara Oswald is currently a teacher there. Whether or not Class will feature either Clara, Danny Pink, or even Susan Foreman in any capacity remains to be seen. Eight 45-minute episodes of the spinoff will film in and around Wales from spring 2016. Look for Class to premiere in 2016. Is this something you're excited for? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Don't care.
2: Hmm. I've never watched doctor that's okay (laughs) well
1: i watched an episode or two of rob
0: yeah uh i I enjoy doctor who this season is a lot of fun it's actually been the quality has gone up Mm -hmm. the last two seasons prior to this were not the best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the only thing or the thing that i like the best about doctor who is the doctor Mm -hmm. so seeing a show in the doctor who universe without necessarily having the doctor in it right doesn't overly appeal to me
2: right. right i don't
0: care all too much so i'll probably pass on this one i might watch like an episode out of curiosity but i don't plan on sticking with it for any reason
2: you need like a pass sound effect like, <laughs> like when you finish like, re, like recapping so just pass
0: <laughs> not necessarily a fail but just, just like uh yeah, yeah. Just i just pass. need a sound effect of wind blowing yeah, <laughs> right out the window Legendary and Warner Brothers Pictures have now officially announced Godzilla vs. Kong, right. setting the film for a 2020 release. Prior to the showdown to the giant monsters, Kong Skull Island will hit theaters in 2017, followed by Godzilla 2 in 2018. Hmm. You know, I've never really given a shit about King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta but, be honest, neither but, have I. But
1: if they're gonna do this like they just did Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It might be worth seeing. Like it'd be, oh, okay, they did it well. So, so we'll you're saying Kong Skull Island or Godzilla vs Kong? Kong Skull Island. Okay. Because if ultimately this is building to King Kong versus Godzilla, I'm feeling like the the way that the movie is going to be presented to yeah. us is going to be similar to something like it directed and and the the way it's shot, yeah. And the story, the way it unfolds, hopefully will be like with Godzilla.
0: Does then this announcement of Godzilla vs Kong make you? feel more compelled to go see Skull Island. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm going to have to because there's going to be hints at Godzilla throughout
1: it. I'm like, damn it, I have to and see I it. And I think this yeah. is
0: like the world building thing. This is why theaters yeah. are jumping on the kind of Marvel yeah. MCU world building is now they're doing it with these monsters. Right, and yeah. right. now we feel compelled to be part of the whole story. I just But Godzilla is so
1: goddamn big. Yeah. Like King Kong was big. Yeah. But, but he ain't th- Godzilla big. He ain't very. Godzilla
0: big. So no. I mean, Godzilla's varied in size throughout... Cinema history. Right, but Godzilla was bigger than the buildings. But King in, Kong yeah.
1: climbed a building. Right. I'm seeing like this
0: is a bit like of a disparity.
2: That'll be a good face off though. Right. You got agility versus just size and strength.
0: Right. Which is kind of the classic mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. versus Goliath kind yeah. of idea. <laughs> when is King Kong ever like in the David role? Right. Of that <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I'm so rooting for Godzilla. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Just, just light him up. Why? But like, why? Why? <laughs> just out. We just said how much we didn't give a shit about That's King true. Kong. That's true. But Godzilla's <laughs> fucking bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: why? You why? recoiled as soon as we were like, why? <laughs> <laughs> we both just.
2: What do you there. mean? What do you mean? Why? Why? Um,
0: I, <laughs> I don't know what it is about King Kong that I don't give a shit about it. Because a giant monkey to like child me hmm. seems fucking great. Compared to giant lizard, yeah, but Godzilla is so much more badass than King Kong. I
2: think maybe like the the reintroduction of like Kaiju's into uh some of the lore in recent yeah. years with like Pacific Rim and stuff. I'm like still of, laughing about Sort it. of made like the the giant lizard reptile-y creature <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing kind of back in yeah. vogue. So yeah,
0: maybe but I remember either. even years ago, like when I was never even that down for Godzilla, I was still like, "Fuck King Kong," like yeah. I just don't care, no. Kong. and I don't know why. Maybe it's just steeped in a history of boredom for me.
1: Yeah. Cause King Kong lost, like in his movie originally. King Kong dies. (laughs) This is true. Like he's a pussy. Yeah. Like he climbs the building, he's got the girl. King Kong
0: already didn't win. We can beat
1: King Kong. Oh. So how is he gonna beat Godzilla? Because right. we can't beat Godzilla. This doesn't even seem like a fight. It's like there was never King Kong two, was there? It was like, there's, here's King Kong. We're gonna remake it. Right, he climbs a right. building with the girl. We shoot him with the airplanes. He falls down, and dies. Right. <laughs> Godzilla, like we nuke him, and he just keeps coming.
2: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's impressive. This Maybe is so. gonna
0: end up as like any baby face versus baby face movie, though. Yeah. It's gonna be the good guys starting off fighting mm-hmm. and then teaming up to fight a larger threat. We know
2: this. Maybe okay. they're just chilling. Maybe. Unless like King Kong is going to fall off, the off a building, building again. again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is what's going to happen. King Kong's going to climb to the top of a building and Godzilla's is going to bitch smack him off and he's just going <laughs> to fall down. Or what if
2: King Kong like rides Godzilla through? He's uh, <laughs> just like on his shoulders. Uh, <laughs>
0: just riding that has through. to happen at some point. Yeah, that'd be Throw cool. a uh, saddle on Godzilla. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm excited for it. <laughs>
2: I'd watch that. I'd watch that.
0: Whether a result of the iconic property or buzz from the early leak, CBS has announced that the pilot episode of Supergirl opened as the season's number one new series premiere according to the Nielsen ratings.
2: Yeah. I didn't
0: watch it. It's up Such there. Such a
2: failure. <laughs> Such a failure. It was,
0: it was good. It was good. It's got potential. It's got some problems in it already, but it's got potential. So I'm in. And I'm happy that it's like rated as high as it is.
2: Yeah. And
0: it, it's interesting too, because The Flash had that kind of precedent set where they leaked an episode, the pilot episode, like two months before it aired, and it was the biggest debut the mm-hmm. CW's ever had. Our suspicion at the time was that CBS looked at that and said, okay, well, let's leak it six months early, and it'll yeah. be the biggest release. And lo and behold,
2: right. it happened.
0: So if that was their play, well done, CBS. Well played. Even before its television premiere, even though to uh, everyone else it already premiered, the stars original series, Ash vs. Evil Dead, has mm-hmm. already been renewed for a second season. The network cites strong fan, affiliate, and distributor demand as the reason for the early renewal decision. I assume your brother shit himself over this, right?
1: <laughs> he was super excited. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. i, I got to see if I, I can him.
1: watch it. I thought I saw that it was listed on demand on my TV. I believe it is. It, but I probably, it's on Stars. It is. Oh, so yeah, i got to have a subscription to Starz. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Well, there are ways. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no ways.
0: i could buy stars you could totally yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 12, uh, yeah uh during the batman bad blood panel at new york mm-hmm. comic-con producer james tucker said that dc has given permission for batman the killing joke to be rated r if necessary this does not confirm an r rating for the film as the movie is a long way from the rating stage But should it receive an R rating, DC would be okay with it. Is this animated? It is. I mean, animated R-rated movie? Most DC animated features released in recent years have received ratings of PG-13 as they've been targeted at an older audience. But if this happens, it would be the first R-rated Disney animated, uh, Disney, DC animated movie. But, uh, Hmm. there are some heavy things in this movie that would warrant the R rating. Are you guys familiar with the story? No. No. I could tell you the major thing that happens, but it's not even one of the biggest things in the story. Okay. Uh, in the graphic novel, this is the one where uh, Batgirl became paralyzed. Oh. Like, so okay. in the comics, uh, you probably saw at some point Barbara Gordon was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and went by the character Oracle, as she does in the Arkham games. Uh, the reason she's in a wheelchair is because Joker shows up to her apartment and just straight up shoots her in the spine. Oh. Shit. So if they play that out, that's some R-rated material right there. Yeah. Alone. There's some dark stuff in this book, uh, and there's there's an ambiguous ending that I won't get into because I don't know how they're going to cover it in the movie, and I I figure you guys, if you ever do watch mm. it, would probably want to enjoy it okay. and interpret things as your own, but I'm looking okay. forward to this. It is one of... I do have the book, if either of you wanted to borrow it, for whatever reason, I don't know how big you are to read in comics, but...
1: No time, uh, Rob. We talked about
0: I this. I know, right? No time. But it is one of the best Batman graphic novels hmm, for sure, cool. which is why cool. uh, Mark Hamill said if they ever did this movie, it's the only time he's ever going to be the Joker again. Oh, he said that years wow. ago and wow. he was like, yeah, I'm down
1: to do this. It's funny that it, like all of a sudden Joker was just sitting there one day. He's like, how could I how Could I just kill them? How could I just I'll just ring the doorbell and shoot them when they open the door. I, like, don't,
0: think, <laughs> I don't think it had to do anything with her being Batgirl. Oh, it was the fact that she was Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. He just happened he, to he kill two know. birds with one yeah, stone. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Two bats with one stone. I... Oh. Nah, I'll go home. <laughs> uh, the Walt Disney Company has announced that The Incredibles 2 will be released on Woo! June 21st, Woo! 2019. How many oh, years has God. it been since that? Yeah. Like when? 10. The sequel will debut 15 years after the original film Jesus. with writer-director Brad Bird set to return to the helm.
2: I love The Incredibles.
0: It is so love, good. That was
2: like the that movie snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, this is, eh, Pixar superhero, so whatever and else. Any, like, holy shit! That if movie any is Pixar so
0: good. movie warranted a sequel,
2: it was that.
0: it was The Incredibles. That, that, that is open itself. That was to just the more most. Stories. Right. That was
2: the most ripe.
0: Fifteen film. years ago. Fifteen, 15. years. 15. fifteen. I'm just so that was
2: know. at right
1: the beginning of like the whole superhero rebuild. So like, even yeah. before. Yeah. Even before. Well, fifteen would have been two thousand. Yeah. So okay. What, so, right X-Men around. Spider just come out, Spider Man. Spider Man,
0: yeah.
2: I just want to know why it's taken 15 years for The Incredibles, but we have like.
0: Cars 3.
2: Fuck Cars. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> oh seriously. My God. I oh, my God. Fuck Cars
0: right in the tailpipe. <laughs> I was
2: like, I want to love this movie so much, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: because Cars is creepy as fuck.
2: Yeah. No, it's not endearing at all. No. I don't need Larry the Cable Guy. Thank you. Thank you. Junkie. <laughs> Stupid.
0: Yeah. Stupid. I agree.
2: I love you, Pixar. But Incredibles. Cars is bad. Yeah. The Incredibles is wonderful.
0: Yep. Discovery has announced that after 14 seasons, the hit series Mythbusters will be going off the air. 14 seasons. The official statement from the network reads after 248 episodes. 2,950 experiments, 1,050 myths, and 900 explosions, hosts Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman will say goodbye to the series this winter. They have run out of myths to bust. Mythbusters kicked off on Discovery in 2003, hosted by Heineman and Savage, along with Tori Belleci, mm-hmm. Carrie Byron, and Grant Imahara, inspiring a generation to inquire, interact, and get involved with science the series has used a signature brand of explosive experimentation to prove or disprove popular myths, misconceptions, and legends.
2: Right. That crew is OG. It is. I love that crew.
0: Uh, And it's no secret that Grant, Tori, and Carrie left the show last season. So the 13th and 14th seasons, they're they're just about to start the 14th season in 2016, which will be the last. But seasons 13 and 14 are without Mm. those three. And I think that was letting them go was showing their budget problems Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the end. So it's a bummer because it's a fun show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it has been. But I mean, it was on for 14 seasons. That's That's, a a lot. That's That's a a lot of watchability. That's a win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A marathon of that comes on. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm in.
0: That is maybe the one show that like on a lazy Sunday, if they're doing a marathon, I'll just sit and chill. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. ABC has ordered a half hour single camera comedy based on the comic book Damage Control from Marvel Comics to be developed by The Daily Show's Ben Carlin. Damage Control is a rotating group of characters who work for a corporation that's involved with cleaning up after the destruction caused by superhero battles in the Marvel Universe. This would be Marvel's Television's first half-hour comedy, although it's hard to determine if and how the show might utilize or reference Marvel's other shows or movie characters. Would you guys care about this, or is it just too far out?
2: I, yeah, I, I I don't know a lot of the words that you just said <laughs> <laughs> so, no yeah. i feel like i like i like the idea that they're trying sort of a very specific brand and style of show for yeah. something that maybe doesn't really go that way very often right like so how like often single do you camera see comedy like in the mcu like 30 rock of <laughs> 30 right. 30 rock of mcu so i feel like could go either really and also, well or
0: really bad also reminiscent of dc we had just done a news story recently about them having a half hour sitcom about an insurance company that cleans up after the super- so this is like the same thing yeah. even though dc's is not based on a prior property whereas damage control was a comic book sure. that had like limited runs here and there yeah yeah i'm not mm-hmm. yeah we'll wait and see <laughs> there's that win. a uh, whole bunch of gotham casting news At the New York Comic-Con panel for Gotham, Robin Lord Taylor revealed that actor Paul Rubens, best known for the role of Pee-wee Herman, will play the Penguin's father. Interestingly, this will be Rubens' second time playing the Elder Cobblepot, as he also filled this role in Tim Burton's Batman Returns. I think... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, Tim Burton directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
2: Yeah, he did. So
0: using Pee-wee again in another movie... Weird. Kind of tossed him in there. Interesting. It was a small role, but he was there. But if you look at, like, physically, Paul Rubens could totally be the father of Robin Lord Taylor. That makes total sense to me. Uh, House of Cards actor Nathan Darrow has joined the cast of Gotham as Victor Freeze, the alter ego of the future villain, Mr. Freeze. The series will track Freeze's origins as he will begin the series as one of Gotham's preeminent cryogenics engineers. Once his wife falls ill with a terminal disease, though, Victor's obsession with freezing her and everything else will begin. I'm excited about that because Freeze yeah. is probably my favorite Batman a villain. A character we haven't seen them try to redo. No, I love Mr. Freeze. It's why I hated the way they treated him in Batman and Robin so much, just like dismissively. But, uh, really, really enjoy Freeze because he's one of those villains that you can kind of sympathize with. Right. Like he's just trying to find a cure for his wife. Mm-hmm. He's overboard as fuck about it, but he's really just trying to find a cure for her. So it's
1: relatable. And Batman's going to be like, you know, if you could just calm it down a notch, just turn it down like two or three notches, I don't
0: have to whoop your ass. Right. If you're going to keep going at this route. He's one of those villains, too, that like Batman has been able to rationalize with. Be like, do you realize you're going overboard here? And he's like, oh, fuck. and (laughs) Sit down. Yeah, like take a chill pill.
1: Ah! Ah. Oh,
0: he's so proud of himself. I (laughs) I really am. I really am. In addition to Mr. Freeze coming to Gotham, Being Human's Kristen Hagar will portray his terminally ill wife, Nora Freeze. The character of Nora was originally created for Batman the Animated Series to provide Mr. Freeze with a humanizing backstory and became so popular that it was added to the comics as part of his origin. Before, he was just crazy, Mr. Freeze, I freeze everything. And now he has like this really deep, awesome backstory. That makes him very relatable. It's important. It is. Lastly for Gotham, Fox has announced that B.D. Wong has joined the cast of Gotham as the villainous Professor Hugo Strange. Uh, the version of the character fans will see in the series is described as appearing altruistic but harboring a dark secret, which will make him Gotham's greatest threat. In the source material, one of Strange's defining accomplishments is that he was the first supervillain to figure out Batman's secret identity, uh-huh. which makes him very dangerous. And I love B.D. Wong.
2: What what would I know him from?
0: Jurassic World, perhaps. Okay. He was oh, uh, and Jurassic Park. He's one of the maybe the only elements left oh, over. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah, this. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Gotcha. And Volpe also gotcha. from Awake. Mm. He was one of the psychologists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. I love that, that guy. guy. Yeah. He's great. He was also recently in Mr. Robot, uh, uh, and very good in that too. So really cool. pumped to see him appear in Gotham.
2: Cool.
0: Rosario Dawson has signed on to voice Batgirl in Warner Brothers' the upcoming The Lego Batman movie. Dawson joins a cast that includes Will Arnett as Batman, Michael Serra oh. as Robin, and Zach Galifianakis as the Joker.
2: I might have a Rosario Dawson problem. Do you? A slight problem. <laughs> slight problem. And that sounds like a good cast. Too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool.
0: She's a phenomenal actress. Yeah, she's awesome. She really she's is. She's
2: a bad bitch. and yep. I love her.
0: She's kind of the, the linchpin, too, in the Marvel Netflix universe in the role of Night Nurse, appearing in Daredevil. She'll be in Sweet. Jessica Jones. She'll Sweet. be in all of them, nice. which is cool. Director George Miller has confirmed that two sequels to Mad Max Fury Road are currently in development. The chance of another movie highlighting Charlize Theron's Furiosa, however, seems unlikely. Regarding the wildly popular character from Fury Road, the director stated she's not in the Mad Max sequel story, but in one of the stories there's an interaction between Max and Furiosa. I can't really say more than that because it's still in progress. Do you guys care about Mad Max sequels? I, I love the first one. I, I, thought that I was... still
2: haven't seen it. Oh, oh really? No.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. It was good. I don't like it as much as other people are raving about it. I st- at the time, and I still kind of stand by this. It's relentless.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: it's very anxiety-inducing.
2: That's what I heard. It's just nonstop. Yeah. There's From like the a mo- yeah, ten-minute break in the actually.
0: middle, and then just nonstop chase. Uh, but the thing it does so successfully is world building. Sure. Yeah. It's amazing at that. So it really pulls you in that way. That's I don't good. think it's a movie I'd ever watch a second time, though, gotcha. because it is just relentless. Fox has handed out a pilot commitment for a Lethal Weapon reboot series from Warner Brothers television. According to the Hollywood I Reporter. Gotta go. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the TV version centers on a Texas cop and former Navy SEAL Martin Riggs, who, following the loss of his wife and baby, moves to Los Angeles to start anew. There, he gets partnered with LAPD detective Roger Murtog, who, having recently suffered a minor heart attack, must avoid any stress in his life.
1: You feel the same way? Why? I don't (laughs) know. Why? Exactly. Why do we need to A, reboot it, and B, why?
2: The description you just read could be like any... Anything. 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 If you read that... hutch. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, anybody. I mean, when it comes to reboots... A cop
2: down on his luck with nothing left to lose, like... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Groundbreaking. Wow. When it Whoa. comes
0: to reboots, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. No. Nope, that, that joke missed. Pass. That's a classic quote from the movie. Dude, I, I know. That's some Danny Glover shit. All
1: right. It's fine. like 100. Never mind. They, they don't They <laughs> don't <laughs> all work. I'd rather than just see them put
0: those two back in a movie and let's do another one. I know, right? Uh, speaking of reboots, because we got more, it's being reported that a Jack Ryan TV series is being developed by Amazon. Writer Graham Roland will executive produce the series along with Lost's Carlton Cuse. The series will reportedly show Ryan in his prime as a CIA operative, providing a new take from the films and using the various books from author Tom Clancy's bibliography as a jumping off point. This one at least makes more sense to me because it's grabbing material from a series of books that's been long going. Sure. So there are probably more stories to tell that maybe they just won't get around to in the movies. Yeah, and there have been yeah. there I'll have give been it a pass, I, it, not it, it, a pass pass. Right. I'll give
2: it a pass. Like, yes, it's kind of like <laughs> saying
0: they they would be doing like a James Bond TV show. It's right. kind of that sure. idea. Like anyone can play him. You can use this character and tell right. any story. That's fine.
1: <laughs> we got another one. Another reboot.
0: It's being reported that CBS is bringing MacGyver back to television mm, again.
1: <laughs> well, that's a waste.
0: <laughs> the original series starred Richard Dean Anderson and ran from 1985 to 1992 on ABC. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the new take is described as a reimagining of the television series of the same name, following a twenty something MacGyver as he gets recruited into a clandestine organization where he uses his knack for solving problems in unconventional ways to help prevent disasters from happening.
1: I feel like we're just running out of shit. Like
2: it's, tr- it's again, true. Though. It's like
1: it's it like with the with the reboot, like the, the buddy the cop thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be a whole new series. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, well, we're going to just take the name because it'll bring in a crowd to begin with. Yeah. I don't... This is ridiculous. They but should we're just, just take the last ideas. three
0: re- reboots we suggested and make them all one show. Just do yeah. one. Just do <laughs> yeah. one. We don't need it. That's it. Human just handcuffs. Just do it all in one. Human handcuffs will return.
1: It's <laughs> uh, just... Keep rebooting shit.
0: Yeah.
2: But the, it's such a struggle, though, because I feel like anything... I feel like every almost everything has been done. And if it hasn't been done everything new is described in a way of it's this meets this. Right. So it's right. like, well, you need the not, elevator yeah. pitch. You need yeah, something yeah, that people will
0: understand immediately. So like,
2: Fuck it. Let's just read. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody
0: has time to explain anything. So it's easier yeah. to just go and brand sell brands mm-hmm. are what Hollywood is all about right now. Yep. And lastly, Fox has renewed their animated series. Bob's burgers for a seventh and eighth season. Wow. The show will celebrate its 100th episode this season, as well as feature guest voices, Jenny Slate, Billy Eichner, Steve Buscemi, Wanda Sykes, Henry Winkler, Tim Meadows, Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, and Zach Galifianakis. Stacked. I love Bob's Burgers.
2: I've only watched a handful. Yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed them all.
0: It's so good. Yeah. I've only seen a few. I've, I've seen a few. And it was episode. only the first season. Yeah. yeah. Really, really solid show. Very happy to see it. Continuing on and on and on. And that's about it this week. So, final thoughts or something you would like to plug? Squalls.
2: Squalls. You can find me on Twitter and streaming uh, video games on Twitch at Squalls S K O W A L Z. Uh, come check me out.
1: Volpe. Uh You can find me on Instagram, Mike from the gym and
0: SBV Supplements. To see everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration and follow at Generation on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thenightangel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at geekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back next week with more geeky stuff for you. We'll see you then. Later. Later. See ya.
2: Make it so.